All right, let's talk a little football. We're going to go into the AFC East. Not a conference preview, but we're going to preview one team each night leading up to the season. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills, the AFC East champions last year. Josh Allen was awesome. Uh, This season, what do you expect from the New England Patriots, who last year dealt with some COVID issues, also dealt with uh, no Tom Brady for the first time in 20 years. Cam Newton replaces Brady. They finished 7-9. and nine. They only averaged 20.4 points per game, which was 27th in the league. They only averaged 327 yards per game, which was 27th in the league. And that defense, most weeks, the defense showed up, but the Patriots, for what they have been the past two decades, a bit of a disaster last year. 7-9, and nine, Tom Brady wins the battle. Brady versus Belichick, year one at least, as he wins the Super Bowl, and the Patriots dropped two games below 500 last year. What do you think about New England this year? Sorry, I just got a notification. Albert Pujols just singled to bring that total. Nats against the Dodgers to 3-2. Chris Taylor scored. 3-2. Top of the seventh. Top of the seventh there. We'll Um, get to the live line here shortly. I got to start this preview by saying shout-out to BetMGM. There was something interesting to happen. uh, I think it was last week. One customer. Of course, on BetMGM, he placed a ten thousand dollar bet on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl next season at plus three thousand odds. I would have given him plus four thousand odds. <laughs> Patriots aren't winning the Super Bowl next year. Whoa, that that whoa. netted a three hundred thousand dollar return if it hits. Make, if it hits, make, that moved that also before you. I'm sorry. No, that no, I'm also sorry. moved the Pats' odds from plus three thousand to plus twenty five hundred. Okay, make the case for that the Pats are going to win the Super Bowl. Actually, just make the case that the Pats are going to win the division. Who? Me? That, no. I no, mean, I was just, uh, no, I no. was I'm about to say anybody because I, I was just stating that our, our sponsors are getting a lot of money from some passionate uh, handicappers. Right. That's all. I just wanted to let everybody know what the, well, the line would. I have no faith in the Patriots to do anything. I And I love, I love Cam Newton, man. I really do. I really, I root for the guy. I root for the hats. I root for the, the, the. The dab he used to do, the Superman celebrations. Yeah. I, I'm very nervous that it might be over for him. He well, he can't, can't throw the ball 25 yards down the field. And when you can't throw the ball as a quarterback, and if you're not running a freaking 4-3, a 40-yard dash on a laser, and you can't throw the ball down the field, we don't have any room for you here. You can't throw an out route. We don't have any room for you here. This is Belichick's offense. Not that it, not it, not that it's some super complex offense, but you just got to be able to do the super, the simple things. And Cam hasn't been able to show that he can do that. Um, you already, you already teased the the Mac Jones uh, possibility, but I mean, I don't think they have enough. They don't have a star receiver. They don't have any receivers. No, they spent all that money this offseason, and they bring in, what, Nelson Aguilar they bring in. They got Kendrick Bourne. Uh, they did add Hunter Henry. They're going to be able to run their two tight end set. You know what I like about Belichick, though, and I just found this out really last year, and I found it was thought it was really interesting. They were talking about, like, him after having Tom Brady, you know, for so long, him and Josh McDaniels with the play calling. Like, what was the playbook going to look like? How are they going to adjust? Because obviously Cam Newton is not Tom Brady who just three-step drop, get rid of the football quickly. Cam Newton is more of a playmaker with his legs. And now, I mean, he's not Cam Newton anymore. He can't throw the ball downfield. And they said that, like, there is no set playbook in New England that everybody has their own package. So, like, Cam Newton would just have his own package. So, whoever who, like, you know, Jacoby Brissett, if he was Tom Brady's backup, would have his own package. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, the same thing. And I thought that was fascinating awesome. because, like, in Green Bay, if, ah! Winner! 
Winner. But like, okay, Winner. okay, but this is a good example because like Matt Lafleur. Okay, we're two but, minutes hold, in. I know, I know, but and, Matt, and, and I'm sure before you before you go, I'm sure that this is an excellent comparison. I am positive. I was on with the Joes today earlier. Okay, I, I saw this. Did you hear it? I didn't hear okay. it. Okay, I, I saw the tweet. Six of the I seven love the Joes, que- but six I was of the, asleep. Six of the seven questions were: How annoying is it to do a show with Ryan and everything just makes its way back to Green Bay? And I was like, it is annoying to the point where now. I have a dinger every time it happens. So I'm sure this point is amazing, but please tell me more about how Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers. I even said, I go pull the tape. Use the rewind feature on the Odyssey app. I said on that show today, we're talking about the New England Patriots. He's going to segue Cam Newton talk into the Packers. And you just did it right in front of me. Because there's no other example that I could use because there's no other situation that would that would go with my point because there's no other quarterback that just hasn't showed up for camp. Like if Ben Roethlisberger doesn't show up in Pittsburgh, Mason Rudolph is going to run the same offense, but like Cam Newton has his own package. Then Mac Jones will probably his own pack have his own package. I just find that fascinating, especially like, cause it's obviously different things for the offensive linemen to do the receivers. Like they're running the same routes, but everything's different. So Matt, like I was just going to bring up, you know, they keep asking Matt LaFleur. Well, does the offense change if Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up and you have to go to Jordan love and it, it doesn't, he just runs the same stuff, but he's clearly not going to be Aaron Rodgers. So I just find it fascinating you know, that when Cam Newton took over, he didn't have to run the same stuff Brady was. That yeah. Josh McDaniel just gives everybody their own playbook. Um, For the Bills to win the division, minus 155. Dolphins, plus 325. They have the second best odds. And that's where I would look if I was looking for a value pick that isn't the Buffalo Bills. Because it's so hard to do what the Bills did last year. Stay healthy the way that they did. Um, Take the football away. Like, any injuries to the defensive side of the ball. And I'm not very high on the Bills anymore. Because even healthy, I'm not very high on their defensive side of the ball. But let's say Micah Hyde goes down and they have no pass rushers like available. They start dropping like flies. Maybe you can make the case for the Dolphins plus 325 if you believe that two is going to be any good. Patriots plus 350. I wouldn't do it. And then the Jets are there plus 2,000. I do not believe in Zach Wilson. He looks 15 years old. The best game that I saw from Zach Wilson was actually against Coastal Carolina, and it was his worst game. He played terribly. (laughs) But I just admired the fact that Coastal Carolina kicked the living crap out of him, and he kept getting back up. And also, that was the best college football game outside of Notre Dame and Clemson that I've seen in like the last three years during a pandemic season. I just thought that that game was awesome, but back to this plus are, 350 odds. No, thank you. So are we, are we on the same page that the biggest storyline right now is Cam Newton versus Mac Jones in new England. In new yeah. England. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to be the week one starter. Yeah. That, and that's a great point because we talk about when we talk about Mac Jones, what we have to go to is his accuracy. I mean, he's, he's a, a, a geniusly accurate quarterback in Alabama Completed 311 of 400 yeah. in two passing attempts. 77%. 4,500 yards passing, 41 touchdowns, four interceptions, 203 passing efficiency rating. Like, that Alabama offense was slinging. And nobody really thought that – wow, we're getting into an SEC preview right now. But so, nobody thought that uh, he could come in and be better than Tua. He lit it up. But see, here, here's my problem, and here was my problem. Like, I'm a big Tua fan, but my problem with Tua and now Mac Jones and really any Alabama quarterback, because name me, and I hate when we do this because people always name do this. the Alabama quarterbacks that are but, ever anything in the NBA, see, I mean, the NFL. I know, but I'm a big Justin Fields guy, and everybody's like, oh, Fields is going to suck. And Why? Name me one quarterback that's ever come out of Ohio State and done anything. Okay, and you guys used to tell me this about Oregon quarterbacks, like Marcus Mariota is not going to do anything, and you guys were right about that. But everybody was very wrong about Justin Herbert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah even though it's early in Herbert's career, I think he is 
Yeah, he'll be fine. And like new playmakers come around and offenses evolve and whatnot. So my problem with Mac Jones and with Tua is it's so easy to throw 5,000 yards and 50 touchdown passes when you're at Alabama because look at the receivers that they were throwing the football to. Look Four first-round wide receivers in the past two years. You know what I mean? Like, they were, like we didn't know if Waddle was going to be the first receiver taken or yeah. if it was going to be Devontae Smith. Yeah. And Devontae Smith was the Heisman and put together probably the most impressive coll- collegiate season for a wide receiver since I don't know who. Yeah, some people say he's the best receiver to ever come to. And, and Waddle may be better than him. Yeah. Like, Waddle actually had, like, similar numbers before the injury, and then Waddle didn't play until the college football playoff again. So that's my only issue with Mac Jones. Is is he going to be any good? Because he went from throwing the ball to Waddle and Devontae Smith to now Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and Hunter Henry. You know, that's that's the thing. (laughs) But also, is there an argument to be made that, you know, Mac Jones is a better fit for what they're trying to do here in New England? Like, you know, I don't need my quarterback running out here and and uh, and making plays outside the pocket. Yeah. Like just just make the, just do the little thing. Like that's what uh, Belichick and Josh McDaniels they thrive off of with Brady. I don't need you doing all this special stuff. Hey, three step drop, let it fly. Just keep yourself healthy. Like th- that's the big. I think that's probably another thing that just really took uh, Belichick by surprise. Is yo, my quarterback is banged up all the time. He's not available. I don't need you. I don't even need you to throw for three thousand. Yeah, just be there on the floor and make this simple. I mean, the floor. I'm, I'm NBA. Where are you? Stay on the field and make this simple. Eighteen passes. more hours is all we got. I know, maybe twenty-two, something like that. I'm but not really good with. Time. I think I think Jones is a better fit for the traditional system that they run in New England. Yeah. Um, but based on how the roster is constructed, they might need like a unconventional playmaker in the pocket to 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 be the driving force. You know what I'm saying? Like you you just named the. the not going to call them trash, but the less than ideal receiving core. Yeah, you Jacoby might need- Myers and, and Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Like that, like, you know, and, and Jacoby Myers, like, you know, his projections, I was looking at some fantasy projections. You know, they think he's going to have like 74 grabs, maybe four touchdowns. Like that is not one not wide receiver number one numbers right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Julian Edelman's gone now. You got to remember. So what's that locker room going to be like? And I wish that I was sold on the running game, but it's Damian Harris. They have a three-headed backfield, and it's like <laughs> Damian Harris. Harris, James White. I love Sony Michelle, but you know who doesn't? Bill Belichick. He yeah. refuses to give him the ball until they're in in the red zone on yeah. the goal line, and he struggles to score touchdowns. And what's up with Stephon Gilmore? He wants out. Is he going to play? That's and that's the thing. But they don't. But he's not going to. They're not going to trade him. But they're not going to pay him. What you're just going to wait it out? You're going to have to come to camp. We're going to tax your butt. Belichick is, in my opinion, the greatest NFL head coach ever. Maybe the greatest football coach ever. But nobody wants to play for him anymore. It's mm-hmm. become like a running joke. Like Brady wanted out, obviously. Gronk wanted out. And then all they've talked about since they got to Tampa Bay is how much fun it is to play football again under Bruce Arians. Yeah. You know what, though? Is it is it sort of like a, a comparison to maybe the Popovich era with the Spurs? It's a boring brand of basketball, but it, it works. I feel like it's, it's shown I feel it can like it's work. A, it's a new era, too. Uh, coming up next, on, Before Odyssey, we go, yeah. win total. Uh, win total is seven. Over or under? I'm going under. I'm going under as well.